Welcome to Leadership DNA, a podcast for those who aspire to be a better leader. Alongside Arturo Gomez, I'm Rob Cressy. Today's topic, coach more, discipline less. Arturo, what is this and where did this come from? So it, it's, uh, it's a quote. I don't know the actual origin, but where I, where I got it from was from our good friend, uh, Kerry Luxem, um, who we've done a podcast with who's a brilliant and inspirational leader uh, herself. And, uh, you know, she posted something on social, I believe it was on actually on LinkedIn. And I saw the quote and it just said, coach more discipline less. And um, I think for, you know, for, for leadership purposes and, and really for anybody that's aspiring to uh, motivate, mentor, coach, it's such a powerful, powerful statement because the, the, we getting back to the core of, if you really are trying to, to put yourself into a, um, a leadership position or consider yourself a leader, it's not about how often you discipline or how, um, how much fear your employees or the people around you have. It's, it's a more about how much time are you investing for the purposes of, of the goals of the organization and for the purposes and the goals of the individuals that are marching behind you. And it's, it's something that I, I, again, I've, you know, I don't, this quote is something that's the, the concept is really familiar to me, but it's something that I don't say or, or think about on a daily basis. But when you really go to a kind of a granular level and you look at, I can look at places that I've, that I've had and in current businesses that I have that I think are, categorically successful, very successful places. They, they are really driven by this concept of love, mentorship, real coaching, coming down to a team, because there's never ever going to be a day that you're going to live in perfect. And if your objective is to come in on a daily basis and say, how many people can I discipline today? Well, your mindset is total, but I've met managers like that. I've met individuals like that, that really were more of a reactive uh, from, from a leadership standpoint. I, I wouldn't even classify them as leaders, to be honest. I would just say that, you know, they were, they were individuals that were put in positions that had a title on their business card, but these were individuals that really were more, they were more focused on how, how much they could actually hammer on people around them rather than develop them, coach them, inspire them, you know, and embrace their journey. And so um, I think if you find yourself in a spot and you are somebody who considers yourself a strong leader, if you find yourself in a spot where you're doing, you're focusing way too much on discipline or you're disciplining too much, well, I think there's something bro broken in the process. And I think that you have to go back. It's that concept of, you know, looking at the man in the mirror or the woman in the mirror or whatever. And, um, and really taking a step back and saying, so why, why is there issues that I'm having to address at a, at a consistent high level with my staff? Is it because we didn't train them properly? Is it because they don't have the tools? Is it because I'm doing something that's, that's not um, inspiring or motivational or, um, you know, really embracing again, you know, th their, their process and their journey you have to take a stop. You have to pause everything to really take a look at it. Something is wrong. <laughs> well, 100%. And as I look at the way that I coach and mentor and lead my team, this ultimately gets to 
you want someone to be able to make the correct decision in the future. So what is going to help them learn and understand it so that we can get the best results repeatedly? And, and I think what you're talking about so much is structure systems and processes and scolding someone doesn't necessarily mean that the next time that they're going to do it correctly. And for me, a lot of this ends up becoming culture-based where you want a culture of accountability and forward thinking and initiative. And these are all things that I both coach and expect from everyone that I work with, because I believe for me, the best teams that I can have uh, run efficiently on their own, but inevitably things aren't going to be always puppy dogs and rainbows. So what do we do when it is not good? And I always have to look back on myself. One of my favorite books are about this extreme ownership by Jocko Wilnick. When something doesn't do good on your team, sure, it may be something, something that somebody else did, but you talked about it ultimately is the leader what did I and we do or not do that got that result for our teammates? So then moving forward, we say, all right, well, what can I do to correct this? What can you do to correct this? What can we correct this together so that moving forward, we can make the right decisions in us as leaders. We're not sitting there having to scold at the expense of vision, culture, and everything else that we want to accomplish because we want to be doing more forward momentum than negative momentum. Right. And it's, um, you know, if, if you're if you're working in or you are perpetuating an environment that has a tremendous amount of of discipline, I think what what's what's going on is that I, I think rather than uh, an environment of structure, you, you have an environment of lack of structure. So, um, you know, there's um, there is also the, you know, at least from my personal experience, the the most efficient and highest performing teams that I've ever had were because we had an environment where everybody was motivated on a daily basis because they really truly felt they were going to be respected, they were going to be led, they were going to be mentored, and that there was going to be something for them to learn and to understand. And so, um, you know, for me, the way that I, I view really all, all employees, but certainly the ones that are chomping at the bit to, you know, to, to, to rise, you know, higher is that I have to literally on a daily basis, I you know create very very small, tangible objectives of things that I'm going to teach them, you know, and it's not, um, it, it, you know, I don't want to continue to try to teach them things that they should know. I want to move on to the next thing, and so whether that is, um, you know, right now there's three three employees, for example, in one of my businesses that don't really know the conversations that I'm having individually with them or maybe maybe they do maybe they they're sharing it with each other i don't know but um that's really revolved around uh, higher level management and you know th there's constant text back and forth about hey how do i approach this or um did you see what so and so said and you know that you know really you know pisses me off or aggravates me like how how would you handle it and there's always um there's always a, a, a response. There's always, a, you know, at least for me, there's always something that is a coachable moment. And, uh, and I think that that is something that is critically important to leadership. I mean, that's, that's all it is. And so people that really pride themselves in being 
you know, rule by the iron fist kind of a person, I think you, you know, I think they've missed the point. It's always good to have structure and it's always good to have an understanding that if you step outside of the bounds, there's going to be repercussions and there's going to be, you know, um, something to that, but that shouldn't be the emphasis and that shouldn't be the focus. Yeah. And I think that actually comes down to accountability that in the perfect world, we want our team to be accountable for everything that they do all of their actions and we don't want to get to the point of discipline because we want them to be self-aware enough to understand why they're doing the things that they're doing and if they're not doing the correct thing then i didn't put in the right structure to be able to do that one question i have for you arturo is around the term coaching and as it relates to leaders and leadership because I'm not sure if everyone, managers or CEOs or everything in between, think of themselves as a coach. So often there is a a hierarchy of where people see themselves in a food chain. And certainly when you're at the top, there's a lot of expectations and people treat you a certain amount of way. But I know on my end, I actually had to see myself as a coach instead of just uh, as a leader, as an entrepreneur. And I think the core of it comes from wanting the best for everybody that uh, comes in contact with me or is around me. And then two, I have so much to share that can help them on their journey. And three, I'm here to help us get the best results possible. And the best results doesn't always mean I'm going to discipline them. And if they don't do something right, that they're going to get yelled at. But instead, you as a coach has to say, what can I do to get the best results out of my team and do this repeatedly? I'm curious from your end, how you see yourself as a coach. Did you actually step into that and you say, I see myself as a coach? Um, I, th- I mean, I, I don't really have that conversation, you know, often with myself, but I, but it is, you know, listen, I think part of my passion towards leadership and part of my passion towards coaching is, is fundamentally ingrained in my purpose. You know, my purpose is to, you know, to inspire and empower and bring happiness to those around me and myself. And so, you know, fundamentally, that's the, that's the goal and the objective of every, every single day. And I also want to make sure that, you know, people understand that just because somebody has a CEO title or a president title next to them does not make them a coach. Uh, th- those aren't, you, you don't get anointed, uh, you know, these, those are, those are leadership titles in a construct of corporate America in terms of the way that we view, hey, what's the leadership hierarchy? Well, there's a CEO, there's a president, vice president. It doesn't mean that those individuals are spending a tremendous amount of time working on developing, uh, you know, their, their teams. Most successful, I, I would probably argue and say that almost that, that every, not almost, that every successful organization that we can see today has somebody in the chain of command that is spending a tremendous amount of time and energy in the coaching and development of the teams. And so, you know, as, as, a, as a leader, I think that, you know, we have, and there's, you know, I'll refer to the leadership construct in, in corporate structure related to business, because um, we can look at it a couple different ways. But in this way, the more time that you spend mentoring and coaching individuals, the efficiency in the output that comes from the business is extraordinary. So if you're somebody who, who thinks you're very PL focused and PL driven and 
profit, profit, profit. Well, why not invest all your time and energy in your product? Your product really is 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 your people, and and or your people are uh, certainly an ancillary portion of of your ultimate product. You can't deliver great food, great technology, great great anything without having a great team underneath you. And great people are not going to stick around for uninspired leaders that really are focused on discipline rather than coaching and, and doing something great. So there, there really is a, a very tangible direct link to the way that businesses perform if leaders are actually doing their job as coaches, mentors, developing, inspiring, empowering. So let's get to how to do this or how to work on it. And number one for me, nice and simple. As leaders, we lead by example. So the best way to get a future result out of somebody else is to see, see you doing it first. That is definitely number one for me. Uh, number two, I believe you want to build a culture of discipline. So instead of saying we are disciplining everybody else, I would prefer to have discipline built into what we're doing because within discipline becomes accountability, doing the right thing, being intentional, being aware. And when your teammates are all disciplined because they want the best for themselves and for everybody else, boom, that's how we're going to be able to get the results. So Arturo, what about you? What are some things that people can do to coach more and discipline less? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, listen, I think you, you, you mentioned it. You started the conversation with lead by example. I mean, that's, that's super critical. People aren't going to follow uh, and really be um, motivated by individuals that are not, um, you know, driving the concept of where we want to go and living it in a, on a daily basis. But process-driven, so create a process and drive it. I think the other thing is, is having a growth mindset. You know, and and we've we've had a podcast about that, and we've talked about that, but it really kind of is a trickle down. So if you, is, as a leader, you have these growth mindsets that are particularly most likely driven towards uh, tangible uh, numeric uh, accomplishments on a uh, you know on a P and L, or we're going to do a hundred million in sales, or ten million in sales, or five hundred thousand, whatever the case is. I think you also have to have a growth mindset with the development. In the movement, the succession of individuals that are on your team. If you're, you know, and, and some people view it as a very dangerous thing. And that's why some leaders get that get um, caught up in how much they empower their staff. Well, this person can lead, this person can compete with me. I think if you live your life like that, you 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 restrict your leadership capabilities. I actually I tell people, I said, listen, my goal is for you to continue to be inspired every day that you're here with me. And if there comes a day where you're not and you decide you want to leave, I hope that the time that we spent together was constructive for you and that it made you a better, a better person, a better businessman, a better businesswoman. You know, so um, that's that's the goal. And I think that that's what you know leaders should um, don't don't fear the process and the empowerment of people because it's a beautiful thing. You, you'll be very, very surprised at what that type of culture creates.
Well, in on the inverse, imagine what kind of culture gets created when you're not willing to invest in coaching in the people because you're worried that they're going to leave. And for me, there is no place for leaders to be operating out of a fear-based mindset. By design, we want everyone to be better. And I genuinely want everyone to be better. My purpose is to be a positive force for good that leads others to what's possible. And Arturo, you've mentioned this so many times. There's nothing that makes us feel better than someone who's a part of our team who leads and go and does something else where they can flourish. Of course, we want them to be within our world, but that is yeah. not the end. These relationships are going to continue to go on and on and on, and you never know where that's going to come back in. And I even say this to people when I'm working right out of the beginning. I'm like, listen, just please be candid with me. If you've got something else going on, just let me know. I'm there to support you. I want to see you successful. I know I'm not the end of your journey. I'm just part of it. And I want to make sure I'm a positive force in that so that when you go somewhere else, that our impact is being felt on somebody else's organization. And so often we lose sight of the impact, not only on just one person that we can have, but the people around them and the greater good of the world. Because if you can create this culture of coaching others and making them better, you're going to make the world a better place. You're going to be so much more successful in the leaders that have this mindset. I can guarantee you are so much more successful successful than the ones that have that fixed mindset who say I'm concerned about someone leaving. So I'm not going to teach them. Totally. You know, listen, I, I think the other thing that people need to understand or that, that leaders, aspiring leaders, people that are in positions of, of power as they develop others is that what I've come to realize, what I've found is that the higher you go in pursuit along along your life in terms of this pursuit of success, wherever that journey may take you, that your resume, your legacy of, of what you've left behind becomes critically important to the people that are looking to either invest in you or not. People invest in the horse, you know, and they don't, it's not, it's not necessarily the concept. The concept is, you know, it's a, it's a big part of it. it. You know, it's an interesting concept, but can, can this individual really bring this thing to life? A lot of that now is it's very clear that uh, success at the highest highest levels is is a cultural thing. It is it is can this individual, you know, you you may have somebody who's the smartest person in the world, and if they can't lead a team and nobody wants to work with them, or they have a toxic uh, behavior and a culture that they've left scattered behind as pieces of of a legacy, um, it's going to be hard for people to invest in that. You know, and so it, it think of it as a real clear resume builder. The other thing too is that this this legacy component, you never know where dots may be connected again in the future. And so I've been a I've been a benefactor of time and energy that I've put into somebody who left me, who came back. You know, so I got I got everything that I put into that person. And a little bit more when they came back to the fold. So I love it. And one of the things that I am doing on the legacy component is I am building a digital university of habits, routines, and mindsets to help you accomplish whatever it is that you want in life. And Arturo, there's so many nuggets of wisdom throughout our series of podcasts and conversations that 
I want to share more with my team and with the world. And I believe that the highest power for me is to take everything that I've learned and everything that I've experienced and to reverse engineer, reverse engineer it and to put it into little micro chunks and videos and lessons and blog posts and podcasts so that it can be easily consumable by anyone. Because when I look back at when I graduated college to where I am right now, conversations like the ones you and I are having right now didn't exist for me. And if someone said, Rob Narturo, I want to be a leader. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to create the life of my dreams. What are the things that I need to do or know in order to get to that place? And I don't believe that is being taught in college or regular education and the world is changing now. So I want to be the leader who says, listen, you don't need to do things exactly like I did, but let us show you the way of some things that have helped us, some perspectives and some possibilities. So you can take the things that do resonate with you and put them into your life and practice. And then you go ahead and you share that with others. Right. Yeah. I mean, again, it goes to the, the, um, long legacy conversations that we've had. I mean, to me, the, the, the most, you know, the, the biggest defining thing in, in anybody's career that's in a leadership position is how many other leaders did you create? That, that to me is, that, that is the uh, currency that certainly drives me. And I think that drives a lot of other leaders is, is what is your path? Did you leave a path of destruction or did you leave something that actually fertile ground wherever you went? I love it. So now let's get to our action item or takeaway. And for me, it's a very simple action item. I just want you to share one thing positively with someone else. Because when I look at coaching, it is coming from a place of goodness in your heart where you say, hey, I have or know something that I can share with somebody else that can help them on their journey. And I think back to when I was the MC of a marketing conference in New York and a woman stood up and said, why would anybody care to listen to what I have to say on a podcast? And the answer was, because if you have one thing inside of you that can help one person, then it should be your duty to share that with the world. So today yeah. go and share one thing with someone else that'll make their life business or relationship better. What about you, Arturo? What's an action item or a takeaway? I think it's a, to me, it's about it's about the legacy component. I think we we have to as as leaders, um, you know, it doesn't need to be as structured as a kind of a traditional corporate environment where you have you know a yearly review or a six month sit down or whatever. But if there are people in your organization that 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 you value, which which there should be, then you should have. Uh, find some pockets of time to have some sit down, some one-on-one -on -one times with these individuals to find out how things are going, find out where they are in their process and the things that they may want to want to achieve. I have over the last, you know, um, really over the last 22 years, but there's things that kind of resonated a little bit stronger with me probably in the last six months. I have a team of hourlies that, you know, and to me, I don't care if it's hourly or salary. I think I just bring it up only from the context of that. I have these insanely high performers that are doing extraordinary things right now because they've been fully empowered. And so um, really running the business and the business is overachieving in every category. And so 
you know, I think it it speaks to and each one of the people that I've that I've kind of given this, uh, you know, title or the ability to run, giving them the keys, so to speak. Um, you know, I don't give them the keys entirely, but but I'm but I'm there. I'm in the car in the back seat, perhaps. Um, they they were all given um, year end reviews and and sit downs, which is um, you know something that people may do with hourlies on a regular basis, but often more often than not they don't. And there's a um, there's an extraordinary opportunity just from having a conversation. Again, it doesn't need to be super structured. Check in with your people. Check in to see how they're doing. Check in to see if they have any personal goals. Check in to see if there's anything that you can do to to push them further or create better opportunities for them. I think you're going to get a tremendous amount of output from that conversation. Yeah, and to me, that comes down to two words, intentional coaching. You're just being intentional about how you are coaching someone and getting them that development that they're looking for. And one thing to add to this from a coaching perspective that I've found has worked is I like to praise the efforts, not necessarily the end result. Certainly when someone does something amazing, hey, I'm going to let them know about that. But, and this is specifically on the hourly thing that you said, Arturo, because when they're sending me their hours every two weeks, what I always say to them is, thank you for your effort, because I know what they're putting into that. And for me, that is the most important thing. 100%. So it's, um, it's, that's, that's everything that leadership is, is meant to be. So, you know, take listen, you know, I don't think that you and I are, are presenting ourselves as, as the, the most, uh, you know, highest level experts on the planet, but we are presenting ourselves as individuals that have been doing this for a long time and have been doing it at high levels. Give it a shot, give it a shot, invest some time. Cause that's what we're there, we're there for. And if, and if time investing time in your people is not something that's for you, then find something else that is for you. But it, you know, being in a leadership role, you have to coach more discipline less. Arturo, love this conversation. Where can everybody connect with you? It's going to be LinkedIn, Arturo Gomez. And on my end, I've got something unique. We're talking about coaching. And one of the things that has been a big victory for me over the last year is I opened up a coaching business for what I do, where I specialize in personal growth and high performance and mindset. If you are someone who is looking to have that extra support to help you achieve that vision, I would love to have a conversation with you. You can hit me up on all social media platforms at Rob Cressy or drop me a line, Rob at robcressy.com. It's nice and simple. We'll have a call. I'll be there to support you, find out what you want to create, what you're challenged with, and what I can do to help you on your journey.